Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. My podcast aims to inspire and support mums to develop a flexible, well-paid, successful career in the tech sector. On the show, we share top tips, insight, and inspirational stories from women who've carved out a flexible, well-paid career in the sector, as well as to talk to employers who champion diversity and gender equality. In Series 2, we're helping you explore your potential by sharing stories about how people have transitioned into a career in tech. We look into the different range of job roles available and the range of skills that you can bring to these roles. In today's session, I'm delighted to be talking about the skills you require to become a Salesforce consultant. And this is particularly the route that I decided to take when I skilled up in Salesforce and started my career in tech. I'd never had a tech background before, but realized through using a CRM system and particularly Salesforce within the, the nonprofit I was running at the time, that I could actually manage and develop a CRM system to achieve and support my business goals. And that's really where my journey all began. So I'm going to be telling you a bit today about what a Salesforce consultant entails. What are the different roles? And for me, it gave me a lot of variety. Like I really enjoyed the different hats that I was able to put on and and deploy in the role. So I'm looking forward to telling you all about those different things. But my journey really started understanding what the technology products were, because I think if you're going to consult on a product, you need to obviously get your hands dirty with the product and understand it. It doesn't mean you have to be a developer or the most technical person, but you need to understand and learn what the product is and what it does and skill yourself up to that certain level of capacity. So for example, in the Salesforce ecosystem, you would start with the Salesforce admin certification, which really gives you the fundamental knowledge of the platform, what it does, what it can achieve, what the key functionalities are and what's possible. So it's a really good foundation certification. Now, once you've done that certification, you can really go off in different directions. You can decide to specialise more in tech and understand how to actually build it technically through the app builder, advanced administrator, through pursuing platform one and platform two, which are more technically advanced certifications where you can bend and mould the system and really sort of work with it hands on. Whilst for other people, they can choose to go down the consultancy route. And through a consultant, it doesn't mean that you don't need to be hands-on anymore. Like you can certainly continue to pursue the technical route also. But within the Salesforce ecosystem, what you do is you learn about the range of different products on offer, like the sales cloud, service cloud, marketing cloud, the nonprofit cloud, um, the health cloud, the financial cloud. There's lots of different products. And it's not like you'll be an expert in all of those different clouds straight off the get-go. And you might indeed never be. Quite often, some Salesforce consultants will have a niche. So for example, I run a consultancy particularly around nonprofits. So I've always tended to focus on the nonprofit cloud and any complementary products that link in with that. And so with the consultancy certs that Salesforce offers, you start to understand the products, you start to understand what is important for the business, start to understand how to apply and think about how these solutions can support a business. So you very much think about, as I say, the business benefits, about how it's going to help that organisation achieve and exceed their performance that they are now, because quite often the return on investment 
that an organization will invest in a, in a product is only because they want to improve their performance of an organization and they want to say improve their income or reduce their costs um, and something around those things. So when you're a Salesforce consultant, it is very important to understand the products that you're working with and it might be about advising on those products and then getting somebody else to technically build it or it might be that you decide that you still want to keep a hand in technically building as well as advising. Now let's look a little bit more at the advisory role because that's where a consultant can really sort of obviously really expand their responsibilities and their salaries accordingly. So as a Salesforce consultant you should be skilled up in business analysis skills. And this is a professional skill set that helps you work with a client to diagnose their problems, their key pain points, and help them identify requirements. So what the functional requirements would be and consider some of the technical solutions to those and really help them clarify their measures of success what goals, what the business case will be, what the return on investment will be. So when you're working as a business analyst, you will be engaging with lots of different stakeholders, having conversations with them, shadowing them, running workshops with them. And off the back of those workshops and those interviews and those meetings, you will put together a business case for the organisation to show the return on investment. So if you decide to implement this technical solution, it will help solve these problems and it will help you achieve X, Y, Z outcomes. You will also be responsible for documenting all their processes and doing process modeling with the clients. So that's documenting how they deliver their services right now and how they will be in the future. And then you'll be responsible for listing and recording all their requirements. And that would be probably both functional and technical requirements. When you look at technical requirements, you might well know all the technical solutions that you can offer to them, but also you might have a team of other technical experts that you draw on around you so you can advise on that. So, for example, as a Salesforce consultant, I wouldn't necessarily know all the technical solutions that there are to a problem. But what I will do is be able to identify all those problems and speak to the developers in our team to say, hey, this client needs X, Y, Z. Like, how could we achieve this? And they'll bring the technical solution to the table. So don't ever feel like you have to be the technical whiz kid and have all the solutions and answers to those questions. As a consultant and an business analyst role, you're really about gathering what their processes are, what their pain points are, and helping put together the solution, either independently or with a team of other experts that you can draw on. So if I put this in practice, like when I started out as a consultant, and we've worked with over 600 different projects now as as a consultancy team, we go in and initially we'll do a scoping workshop. And a scoping workshop is where we'll tend to speak to the executive sponsorship team, we'll speak to the managers and be like, right, okay, what are your what's your business strategy for this year? Where are your key pain points in achieving this business strategy? What are your key pain points and problems and where should we focus the time? And which are the highest priority? Like, what should we try and fix first through technology? What do you want us to achieve? So it really is about pulling together and leading this executive team through a digital transformation process that is going to help them achieve their business goals. So that's where we always start our conversation as a Salesforce consultant. And after taking their lead and listening to what they need, we then would dive in 
focusing on the high priorities. So if they said, well, our sales team is where the problems lie right now, like we need to improve their processes, their systems or whatever, you know, we're not making enough money because we need to sort this. The priority would be then to go and do a design workshop with the sales team. And the design workshop might be followed by one-to-one meetings. It might be followed by observations. It might be followed through doing building a demo out of the sales cloud and showing and telling them and getting their feedback on that and getting helping them think through different scenarios um, and really helping that sales team to see the light, if you like. That's what I love about this. It's really about making them happier in their roles and saying, okay, like, let's tell me all your problems. Like, I'll be your agony ants. Like, just let it out. <laughs> it's okay. You know, and you let them sort of just walk through their processes and share all the things that are problematic for them right now and what they'd love to see. And when you show them Sales Cloud and so, and you do the demo, you can say, oh, I can solve that problem with this, for example, or would this work for you, do you think? Or we've got these couple of options, which do you think would work best? And you start to give them other ways of working using automation, using technology that they perhaps didn't even know was possible. And what I love about these design workshops is that everybody comes out of the workshop feeling like they've been through therapy, right? You know, they feel like they've let go of all these problems, they've shared it, and somebody's going to help them solve it. And they've seen the technology that could potentially solve it, and they come out excited. And so, you know, it feels like a big thing to say, but you can change people's lives by helping do this sort of role, by listening and sharing, talking, giving them solutions. Like it's a really fulfilling role um, as a BA and a Salesforce consultant. We did do a separate podcast on what a business analysis is and skill set. So if you want to know more about that, then definitely listen to that podcast recording as well. So it's a really great role. You have to be a brilliant people person. Not everybody's going to be super excited about a new system. Potentially, you're going to have some people who maybe like the way they work right now. Even though it's not working for senior management, they might be quite stuck in their ways. So you also need to know how to bring some people along with you who are less excited, um, maybe angry, worst case scenario. So you need empathy, you need good communication skills, you need to facilitate workshops in a way that meets different people's learning styles and, and ways that they adapt and take in information. So it's a really blended skill set. Um, and I personally have really found like coaching skills to be really important, which is why as part of Supermums and our training programs, we we train people up in coaching skills for themselves, but also for their role as a Salesforce professional as well. So that's something to think about. So do you love that approach? Now, the other thing that came hand in hand with BA skills is change management. And change management is really about that communication strategy, about helping people through change. As I talked about a moment ago, You're going to have people who are feeling different emotions about the change that might be happening within their organization. Um, You know, the best projects are those where they are really enthused about it. They see the potential and you've helped them see the potential. That's really important because some people will never know what the technology is they're going to have and they need to see it, feel it, hear about it in order to kind of get excited about it so they're no longer anxious or um you know living in the dark if you like but also you're going to get people who um, as I say are anxious nervous angry potentially about it so you need to think very carefully about your communication strategy and work with the organization who you're working with which might be your employer or it might be a client you need to work with them on a communication strategy and that really channels down from what is the role of the executive sponsorship team 
they need to communicate why this change is happening, what is important about it. They need to say it three or four different ways and say it three or four times in different ways. They need to have a role all the way through the project to make sure people say are bought into it and understand its its value and importance to the organisation. Give them a vision, but also talk about the reasons why this is important. And then you've got how you communicate with people all the way through design. As I say, you get people on board. I've talked about that in terms of the BA role. As a Salesforce consultant, we're very much responsible for communicating things about the project, reinforcing the benefits, reinforcing the solutions to the pain points and keep going back to those things in the conversation. And so that's important. We, as a Salesforce consultant, we very much take that role of bringing people along with us and not just talking about the technology, but talking about how this is going to help them all the way through and understanding how it's going to help them. And then when you're training people on the new technology, you need to make sure you're training them in the four different ways that meet the different learning styles, because people learn things in different ways, depending on their primary senses. So some people are very visual. Some people are very kinesthetic in terms of they need to get their hands dirty using the system. Some people are auditory, so they need to hear things um, better than reading. For example, they might not do well reading off just a training manual. They need to be in a workshop where they're hearing and listening and they can ask questions. So you've got different learning styles. And so a communication strategy needs to be really hands-on and very practical all the way through the project. And as I say, it very much feeds into BA for me. As a BA, you're gathering the requirements initially, but change management is really about that journey all the way through and making sure that people are seeing and hearing the right things and are supported in the right ways throughout this process. So change management was also another qualification that I felt that I needed to get to be a great Salesforce consultant so I could manage people effectively throughout the process. It really is about people management. And that probably leads me to the final area, which is agile project management, which is an element of people management for sure, but it's more the practicalities of project managing things to make sure that the project is in time and budget. So with agile project management, if I bounce back to where this feeds in with BA, when you're working as a business analyst and you gather all these lovely requirements and you show and tell the client or the team what they can get from a system, normally they get like they're like a kid in a sweet shop. They want everything. They love um, all of the different things that they could have. And so you end up with a shopping list of 100 things when actually they only had a budget for 50. So what you end up in this situation is where You need to manage their expectations. You need to be able to say no. You need to work with them to help them prioritize things. And this is where Agile project management comes in because it very much comes up with a prioritizing requirements exercise, which is working through something called Moscow prioritization, where you really define the musts i.e. the the system or organisation will falter if we do not do this. And they're the things that you start with and focus time on. And then you've got a series of other lower priorities, which is we should have these, but there is a workaround that we can can live without if absolutely necessary. Then there's a could have, which we could have if there's a budget available. And then there's a W, which is won't have. So that's the the prioritization exercise that you get with agile project management and with the client you need to make them aware of what agile project management is you need to train them on it and they need to work with you on that and so in in a very light principle you will start working through the requirements you will prioritize them 
and you will agree with the client what you focus on first. You will work through those initial set of priorities updating the client on what time and budget has been used accordingly. Normally, you would give them an estimate up front of what you think it will be and then obviously keep them informed and updated if anything changes from that. But once you've used, for example, you know, the first 10% of the budget, you said, okay, let's show and tell you the system. Let's get your feedback on it. And you do something called iterative development. So you make them aware that what you're showing them isn't going to be the final polished version. What you're showing them is what you've gathered so far, what you've understood. We'd love to get your feedback on it. Let's sort of sense check if it's meeting that need. And then we can continue as we need. So if, if some additional requirements come off the back of that initial show and tell, you would then say, okay, great, we can work on those. We'll now use a bit more of the time and budget accordingly to meet those needs. And so you work through the the project in a systematic way, evolving the requirements, evolving the time and budget to fit as you need as you go through the project. So it's quite often not mapped out from the start what you're going to be delivering. But what is mapped out is the time and budget are fixed, but the deliverables are not fixed. And it requires a strong character, I would say, to be an agile project management, somebody that's happy to train the client, make sure the client understands it, and that you feel comfortable being able to say no and that the client can't have everything within their budget in time, because that really is a fundamental pillar to the agile project management skill sets. And so the, the four areas of a Salesforce consultant is the Salesforce technical expertise, it's the business analysis skills, it's change management and agile project management. Now, if you are working as an independent consultant, you will literally probably fulfill all of these four roles, which is quite a lot to take on. It's something that you need to feel comfortable with, that you have the blended skill set. Um, certainly not everybody has the blended skill set. And I've certainly seen people where they will tend to, they won't have the skills to do all of these. They'll either choose to focus more on the technical or they'll focus more on the BA skills. And maybe the agile project management is something that they choose not to do. But you certainly can do all of these. I enjoy doing all four areas. And so it is really up to you where you want to draw the line. But If you don't have them, it's important to get other people around you and work as a team who have the complementary skill sets. Because when you're running a a CRM project, for example, these are the four distinct skill sets that you would need on any CRM project. So somebody needs to wear the different hats and it's likely that a project might go wrong if you don't have um, experience of all of these different things. So hopefully that's been a useful insight into the kind of work that you'd be doing as a Salesforce consultant. As I say, I think it's really rewarding. If you're somebody that enjoys talking to people, you help solving problems for people, you love kind of exploring new technology. I think one of the things just to kind of recap on is you will never have the answers to everybody's problems straight away. Like it's a, it's, you have to be uncomfortable, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable as a Salesforce consultant because you will never have all the technical expertise and knowledge because the Salesforce ecosystem continues to grow and uh, and be vast. And so you're never going to be an expert in all the products, which is why, you know, being aware of the different products or researching different products to meet people's needs is, is important. But a Salesforce project or any sort of CRM project starts with understanding the pain points of the organization and what the functional requirements will be, what their business requirements are. And then once you've gathered those, you can go away and research what the technical solutions are. 
and and sort of bring that to life for them through demos, show and tells, and come to the final solution. And that's where, as I say, you can build a technical team around you if you're not going to be the person that wants to know uh, and live and breathe the whole technical areas, depending on where you like to spend your time. But it's really rewarding. I've thoroughly enjoyed helping people feel happier, lighter, more enthused by their solution. If that doesn't happen throughout that process, then it's always worth reflecting on what's gone wrong here. Is it something to do with the change management piece? Is it something to do with the agile project management? Is it something to do with BA skills? Like reflect back on where the project perhaps didn't go quite to plan. And upskill in those areas. Think about how you could do things differently. Critically assess because every single client and every single organization and every team that I've worked with on a Salesforce project will bring its own set of characteristics. You know, there'll be different cultures, there'll be different personalities, there'll be different preferred working styles. So one size isn't going to fit all. And that can be the hardest part of a project is knowing exactly how to get it right. And I think the best thing is, is to be open and honest with your clients up front and say, look, I want to get to know you. I want to get to know your personalities. I want to get to know the culture. I want to make sure that the way that we set up this project and how I approach it is aligned with how you like to work. Because if you charge ahead with your preferred way of working, it might clash with theirs and it might not work. So there is real value in understanding people better. And again, that's why I reiterate the the fourth, so the bonus area of these things is coaching skills, which coaching very much fits in with a change management and BA skill set and being able to coach people and understanding how people are and how their mind works will help you adjust flex the way that you work on different projects because every project will require a slightly different approach and will operate slightly differently so be open to that enjoy the ride as I say to all my team it's going to be a ride whichever way you look at it hopefully it will all go smoothly but the reality is there'll always be a blip somewhere on the line but it's it's how you choose to operate that and having the knowledge and information available to you is really important so hoping that's given you a bit of an insight out how to be a Salesforce consultant to say it's really rewarding because you can make people really happy and help businesses perform better so if you'd like to find out more then please do visit the Supermums website at supermums.org find out more about the consultancy course that I run and we can help you upskill as a consultant if you fancy getting more involved. Thank you for listening today and speak to you soon. Take care. Bye.